0: Hey, everybody, welcome to the SoCap Improv Comedy Podcast. Um, this is a podcast about improvisation, improv for the stage, improv comedy, not music. And it's uh, and it's for people who have an interest in improv on the stage as a performance, but um, more or at least is equally as important or relevant to people who are thinking about improv and how it can impact and affect your daily life. Because the ways it can do that are allegiant. And we will get into those. That's the main part of this podcast. Improv. What is it? Why should I care? What's in it for me? For all audiences, we're all selfish. And that's uh, the place to start is what's in it for me. So um, this is the first podcast, the inaugural one. And so uh, I'll start with a little bit about me, who I am. So my name is Ralph, Ralph McLeod. I am the owner and artistic director of the Socap Comedy Theatre that's in Toronto, Ontario. Um, formerly, I was one of the founders of the Bad Dog Theatre Company, which still exists and runs in Toronto, and uh, that has a very long history going back to the 80s when it was Theatre Sports Toronto. And I have been an improviser for my entire adult life. I, I, I walked into a a Commedia dell'arte class in, I think, around 1988, and... Uh, Fell in love with the idea of making stuff up on stage in front of people. So um, I started as an actor and uh, worked in professional theater for a hot minute and um, didn't like it. I was really bummed because, well, I spent a lot of time and effort to get there. And then once I was doing it, I didn't like it. I um, found rehearsals fun, but being in front of an audience uh, doing the same thing every night. Wasn't for me. And um anyway, so I found improv and uh that's what I do. So um and I've been doing it my entire life. I teach many uh, nights a week. Um I as I said, I own the SoCap Comedy Theater in Toronto and out of that I teach sometimes up to seven classes a week. Uh, I have a Zoom class on Wednesdays that's available for people anywhere on the planet. Uh so uh if anything you hear on here resonates with you, um by all means, come and check that out if you're not in Toronto. If you are, I have a bunch of classes that I teach on Thursday nights. I teach a performance class strictly or more geared towards people who want to get up on stage and perform improv comedy because uh, it's so much fun and uh, brilliant. When it's great, it's like anything. When it's great, it's uh, it can be magical transformative. When it's bad, it's horrendous. And we'll talk about what makes good and bad improv. I mean, that's the subjective thing, but um, so more about... We will talk in detail about things that will make improv more successful. Increase your chances of getting up on stage and, you know, being found entertaining, which is, I think, what we all want to do. Make people laugh, um, be the center of attention, show off, whatever, whatever thing it is for you. We will talk in detail about what makes good improv Uh, on stage, but also how those skills are transferable to life. The same things that make improvisers get up on stage and make people laugh also can help make you be a a more likable person. It can help you understand why human beings act the way they do. Uh, And also an exploration of yourself and who you are. And and, um, as I said, we'll get into all of this in great detail as the hopefully weeks, months, and years go on. Um, And on Friday night, I teach a class called improv for stage and life. And that's kind of a hybrid. That's a class for people who want to perform, uh, but also people who have been taking improv generally for a while, but not always. Some people are brand new and want to figure out how to apply these techniques to everyday life, how to change our defaults, how to say yes more often, how to push up against the edges of our comfort zone, how to get out of our comfort zone, if that's what you're looking to do. I don't like that expression because I don't want to be out of my comfort zone. I like to push up against the edges of it and expand it, make things that are, were sort of uncomfortable at one point more comfortable and part of what I, part of my life. If that's what I'm looking to do, you know, if, if talking to people is something that fills you with a certain level of anxiety, well, we role play talking to people and do it so often that it becomes easier, hopefully, and out in the real world becomes easier because you've a lot of. Practice at it. Um, Saturday, we teach two classes here. Um, The early one is uh, improv for social skills, which is about, again, using the techniques of improv to help us talk to people, uh, overcome our self-consciousness, improve our self-confidence, how to be in the moment, be present, how to really listen, because that's something that as human beings we don't do very often or very well. Um, and at five o'clock, we do a class improv for new friends. And that is uh, a, a very casual class, usually filled with beginners or people who are very new to improv. That's a great place to start. And it is about breaking down commun- well, barriers to communication, improving communication and uh, forging communities. It's uh, it's a lovely way to, to get into improv. And um, it's one of my favorite classes to teach. Um, on Sundays, uh, we we do uh, eight week classes as well. So there's drop ins; those are casual classes, one offs. You know, pay as you go, if that's what you want. And then we also have uh, committed classes that run for eight weeks. the The sort of benefit of doing a committed class is that you are with the same group of people over an eight week, seven week span with the same teacher. So there's there's growth, there's development, there's real bonding. I mean, if you do improv, with someone for six months you know, you become close to those people. So lifelong relationships and friendships form in places quite frequently, not always, but quite frequently they do. Um, and uh, yeah, and then on Monday, I, I I work with a group in New York. So I teach a lot. I've definitely done my 10,000 hours of improv. If that makes me an expert, uh, I'm glad. well. Thank you. Um, and so uh, I... I I live my life by the improv principles that I teach. And there's a lot of philosophy in improv, a lot of psychology, which we will deal in depth. So today, as just a kick off into what we're doing, I thought I would just talk about improv itself. What is it? And why do I care? So when I think of improv, I think how, well, many things, but the first one is that it's not, it's a, it's, a, it's a medium or an artistic form that is not recorded very well. Um, and because it's not recorded on, you know, on, you know uh, digitally or analog, however, it doesn't exist in the public consciousness the way other art forms do. Like if we think about great actors, uh, whether Meryl Streep or Robert De Niro, or those people are your favorites, you know who they are, probably. And we have an idea in our heads what acting is what we consider acting today, that sort of heightened realism is the style, uh, didn't always exist, right? That's it's about a hundred years old, that style of uh, acting. And prior to that it was different styles. Um and if we went back and looked at a play that was happening in 1880, you'd think it was bonkers, probably. You wouldn't understand it, you wouldn't like it. It'd be very different, probably. Um and so we all understand what acting is right M- music oh what kind of music country music okay i know what that is an de- idea even if i don't listen to it i understand what that is and i'll oh that's a country song if i hear it i'll know what it is so it exists in the public consciousness we all kind of agree as to what these things are and these formats are improv is not like that because it's not recorded there's no real one way of doing it there's nothing stopping anybody who's never seen an improv class or done any improv putting up a shingle and saying, I'm an improv teacher and they can teach it. And that's totally valid. So it's what, what the thing about improv is that what the things that make it, um, the boon is the bane, the things that are that are sort of limiting about it are also amazing about it. And that's one of them in that it's the wild West in that it's wide open. Yeah. Anybody can come in and do whatever they want. And if you go to different places in the world and um, see improv, uh, There'll be some similarities for sure, but there's also a lot of differences, even within Toronto itself, you know, even within different improv teachers within the same school, we have discussions and and, uh, arguments. And a lot of it comes down to language and what words we use, which is another limiting thing about it. What someone will say, this is yes and, someone else will call agreement, and they're both right. And uh, then they might mean slightly different things, uh, but generally they're they're in agreement, uh, concordant with what they mean um so <laughs> improv what is it well to me it is uh there's many different definitions of it uh one is just making stuff up you know that's that's a great definition of improv just making stuff up opening yeah. your mouth and stuff comes out i have students when i ask them what they think improv is they go like they improv every day of my life and i i guess if that's what you consider it i i I don't i consider we go through our lives mostly on default and on autopilot, pilot and just kind of do stuff that were habits. Right. But, um, that's one idea of what improv is. Uh, to me, improv is like the Tao and that the further in you go, the deeper it gets like the ocean, right? The, the more you go into it, the more you, the more you put into it, the more you will get out of it. So I like, I like a definition of that. Um, it's play it's imaginative play is is to me what it is. And, and, and what I teach are uh, less practices to really let us engage in play with other human beings. And when I, and I mean play, I'm talking about the kind of imaginative play we had as children, like not sports, because the thing about real play and the way I use it is that it's, there has to be no stakes, right? There's no winner or loser. We all win. It's the, it's the, to me, it's, uh, you know the analogy: the rising tide raises all boats. That's true and important. Like the the more I can play, the more I can give to my scene partner, the more I'll get back from that person. And so in that way, it's really about communicating and bonding, and uh, being part of something that's bigger than just yourself. Human beings we're hardwired to want to be part of something. You know whether that's a religious organization, or clubs. Groups, family. We we all love that. You know, we're we're social creatures. And improv lets you do that. That's that's what it is. So another definition that I really like is it's it's uh it's individuals, two or more generally, who are creating a game, creating the rules of that game, and engaging in that game all in real time, moment to moment, without discussing it. Right. And that's tough. It's a hard thing to do. Um anyway, that's what I think improv is. And then I just wanna to touch a little bit today on why should I care? Like what, what's in it for me if I don't wanna get on stage? Like I'm I'm not Tina Fey, I'm never gonna be Tina Fey, so why should I take improv just in my general life? Well, that's a very good question. and um, That's, I mean, honestly for me, I think it should be taught in school. I think everybody should have a chance to experience improv and learn it because um, that what helps us understand ourselves Human beings, it helps us build empathy. Uh, just a quick example like, if you are someone who doesn't have children, well, you can improvise where you are a parent and you can have a child and you can sort of see what that's like and maybe gain an understanding into what the world of someone who does have children is like. Um, similarly, you know, if you had uh, a good relationship with your parents, you could play scenes where you have a bad relationship with your parents you know, it's all pretend, it's all make believe, but as it's improvising and we are using ourselves, a lot of our own stuff comes up. I mean, that's one of the things we're trying to tap into is who are you really? And we're not this collection of, 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 nouns that we put beside us, you know, like husband or wife or father, mother, you know, programmer, uh, Christian atheist, whatever. Like we're not that that's, that's sort of who we are, but it's not, ground who we really are like what are our morals what do we really believe in you know that's that's what we try to get at is who am i and you know i don't have a lot of time here so i want to figure that out the journey of life to me is figuring out who you are you know gaining enlightenment and letting go of all the stuff all the baggage that you want to let go of and focusing on what's really important and that's what there's a lot of as I said, philosophy and psychology. And there's a lot of stoicism in improv. You know, stoics, one of the hallmarks of stoicism is uh, control what you can control and let go of the rest. And in improv, we really have to do that. You really have to let go and try not to control your scene partner. Or if you are someone who has the opposite, who likes to seed control to other people, you can't do that either. You've got to step up a little bit. So people who are overbearing and learn how to let go a little bit, people who are more laissez-faire, shall we say, can learn how to get some control and and be part of something. You know, it's, it is, when we improvise, we really are as strong as our weakest link. And um, so we like to bring everybody up and have everybody participate and everybody be part of something so that when it's over, we can all look back at it and go like, we did that. And now we have an experience that we've shared that will bond us quite a while. You know, it's uh, always interesting to watch when you have a really good show and how just nobody wants to leave or a really good class and everybody just wants to hang around. They want that feeling to last. And that's what improv can give you. It can give you that sense of community. It can give you an understanding into yourself. It can help you build empathy for other people. It can put you in touch with who you truly are. It can help you overcome a lot of the things we've been taught about communication, which in my experience, we're not just wrong but exactly wrong. And we'll get to lots and lots and lots of stuff like that. So this this podcast will come out once a week. It's going to be a bite-sized podcast of between five to 20 minutes, my plan. Occasionally, I will probably have some guests on and talk in depth on certain topics. Uh, I will do a full history of the improv scene in Toronto, which I get asked a lot about. And since I've been involved in, well, most of it, well over, I think, three quarters of it, I guess. Um, you know I'm, there's a lot there a lot of really interesting stuff and um, what we got here. Anyway, I hope you'll join me on this journey. I'm gonna keep it short so that it can be bite signs and you can listen to it and your way to work and when you're working out at the gym or anywhere else. Uh, please send me questions. Uh, you can reach me at Ralph at socap.ca that's Ralph and socap is less is in Sam O is an Oscar C is in Charles A is an Apple P is in Peter.CA for Canada where i am my home and native land and uh yeah and, and i look forward to um going on this journey i'm super excited um this is long overdue and i'm i'm glad it's finally happening anyway uh have a great week and uh come back we'll see you here next week take care Bye.